Hello and welcome to the Write for a Reason podcast. My name is Janet Wilson. I'm a publisher of Christian fiction for young people with Dernia Publishing. If you're a Christian and new to writing stories for kids and teens, stay tuned for encouragement, creative writing tips and actionable strategies you can implement immediately to become a better writer. Thanks for coming over. Now let's jump straight into today's writing tip is all about increasing pace in your story. Now, just a, a little quick aside here. Um, pace, of course, needs to flow like the waves of the sea. Um, you will have uh, times in your story when the pace will be a little bit slower and you will have times in your story when you need the pace to pick up somewhat when we're coming up to an exciting moment. But of course, generally speaking, you do need the pace of your story to keep up nice and and quick um, to be able to your readers to to keep on going in their story and as they're longing for your protagonist to win through at the end um, they don't want to spend a long time on a slow book which is rather long-winded so this um, podcast today is to just give you some ideas about how you can uh, improve the pace of your story overall so um, let's start with the first one, which is filler words. And I, I've I caught myself um, actually saying one of these just a second ago. I use the word just a lot. <laughs> now, I don't know what your uh, your favorite filler word is. Um, here are some here are some common ones. Just simply, actually, really, very, quite. <laughs> uh, these all sneak in under the radar. We don't even know it's part of our own speech, but they do slow down the pace of a story and they can often be removed with absolutely no loss, whatever. You might find that you put in your just word <laughs> um, so many times in your story. If you remove them all, um, it will improve the pace and they just do not need to be there. There you go. I've said it again. Just do not be, need to be there. Now, when we're talking to each other, that's absolutely fine and it shows character and what have you. But you may find that um, a lot of these words you can remove um, without any difficulty with your story, whatever. So find your filler word, go through your story, your work in progress and see if you can cut any of those out. Now, there's lots of other filler words which we which um, we tend to use um, that we really don't need. We could use a stronger word instead. So here's an example. It really was a very big chair. Now, we could cut that down easily to it was a massive chair and um, think how much quicker that is for a child to read and especially those who you know, struggle a little bit with reading but really interested with the story and um, we need to hold their attention so a massive chair immediately um, gives a, a great image in your mind you don't need a really was a very big chair if you see what I mean so have a look through I know that's um you probably haven't written anything like that in there but this is just to give an example of how you can change like a, uh, a series of little words with one really big word, which will have a lot more impact. So um, have a look through. Um, you might consider replacing some bland words with something stronger. And I think you'll find that that works better. OK, the second thing that you can do to cut down a little bit on your um, uh, um, 
things you don't need is long flowing descriptions. Now, sometimes these are supposed to evoke atmosphere, but they can be a little bit overdone. I do find this sometimes with with newer writers. They want to be kind of writerly and they want to make these beautiful descriptions. But beware in your quest to craft these beautiful sentences and paragraphs that you don't go over the top and swamp your readers. And this is particularly true for younger readers. There is, of course, a balance to be found. We do need descriptions. But descriptions that are too long and flowery can perhaps be compared to a room cluttered with ornaments. We've all been in rooms, haven't we, where every little bit of space is crammed with things. You really can have too much of a good thing. So you risk readers skimming over that paragraph, what a beautiful paragraph that you've written, and missing what you really want them to see. Well, horror of horrors, you could actually bore them. <laughs> this is particularly true if you're writing for the little ones. So carefully crafted show-not-tell descriptions are essential to a good story, but keeping the balance between action and description is important to keep your story flowing along at a good speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about by show, not tell descriptions, I suggest you hop over to writeforreason.com forward slash academy and join up because we have some uh, free uh, training in there about um, how to make really good descriptions, which will grip your readers, which will take them right there. So um, that's a little bit of a tip for you. Um, now, where was I? Let me have a look. Yes, descriptions, long and flowery descriptions. Try not to, um, to put too many of them in. And the other thing is where you place these descriptions. So um, if you're coming up to a very exciting point in your story, that is not the place to put the, the longer description. Uh, you want to be move along very, very quickly while this exciting thing is happening, while your children, are, your protagonists are like running through the wood to escape the wild boar or whatever it happens to be. Um, and perhaps afterwards, you can have a little description of the wood when they've uh, managed to uh, get out of the way of the wild boar in this in this incident. And perhaps they're, you know, they've um, climbed up a tree or they're uh, sitting in a little a little um, place where they're safe again. And then you can have a little bit of description of what the wood smell like and the, um, what it looks like around uh, the sounds of the birds and all those kinds of things uh, to bring in a little bit of description there. Uh, but not uh, when you're coming up to the exciting bit. OK, so that's a little bit of a, uh, a tip there for um, keeping pace at the right place in your story. OK, here's another tip for uh, speeding up your story. That's avoid the passive tense. So simply put, you need to make sure your character is doing the action, not the action happening to him or her. Now, this is a subtle difference, but if you do use the passive voice, you're keeping your readers one step removed from the action and the flow can be more stilted. Right, here's an example. She was outrun by the dragon. The dragon outran her. So in the second one, which is the active um, voice, the dragon outran her. We are just that little bit closer to the action. We can see the dragon outrunning her, uh, where she was outrun by the dragon. It's just one step removed. See what I mean? So um, also the other, the other thing about that is that you need fewer words. So she was outrun by the dragon or the dragon outran her. You've cut down a little bit on your words. So your story moves along at a better pace. And you are also at the same time bringing your readers closer to the action. 
right. So that's the passive tense. Do have a check through of your manuscript. See if you um, uh, put anything like this in there and uh, change it if you can. Make the things active. Make sure your character is doing the action. Okay, here's another one. You need to cut out unnecessary polite conversation in dialogue. Now, <laughs> of course, we want our characters to be polite, but too much. Hello, how are you? Just does not make for interesting reading. If your characters don't need to exchange pleasantries, don't make them. Um, particularly, children particularly find such conversations deathly dull. So if you need to inform your readers that characters met and made polite conversation, do so with the minimum words necessary for your story to flow along at a good pace. Then get on with what your characters really need to talk about, all the exciting things that are happening to them. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Keep a lookout when you're next watching TV um, or a film. You will see that characters rarely even say goodbye when they put the phone down, when they hang up. All such unnecessary words are left out and we kind of hear them in our minds, but it cuts out two or three seconds and it keeps the story zipping along at a good pace. Um, you need to do the same with your stories. Look out for that one. OK. Right. Here's another tip. Cut out repeats. Now, you might say to yourself, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean cut out repeats? Well, repeats slow down your story. So to improve the pace, we need to cut them out. For example, if you said in your narrative that Harry was concerned about his brother and you've given the reasons why, you don't then need Harry to repeat the whole thing again in dialogue to a friend and then again to Harry and or. <laughs> so decide which works best for the flow of the story and cut the repeat out. Now, in real life, Harry will be thinking about what he's concerned about with his brother, and he will be thinking about that. And then he might go and tell a friend. Um, and then having got some advice, he might go and tell Harry, uh, um, uh, his, his brother. So in, in a story, we need to cut these repeats out because our readers don't need to read it three times. So have a look and see where the best place is to put um, what Harry is concerned about his brother or whatever it happens to be and just have it the once. Now, that will take time. That will take thought. Um, and in your initial um, manuscript, in your initial draft, you'll probably find that this has happened because that's the way we're thinking about it. Um, but definitely, if you possibly can, cut out these repeats. Lastly, um, my last little tip, there's so many things that you can do to improve the pace in your story, but I hope these are, are helpful. But the last one I've got here today is take a ruthless look at all your scenes. Do they really need to be there? Is there a scene which, um, although it may be quite fun, it's not showing your characters, um, getting us getting to know the characters better. It's not really setting the scene because the scene's already there. It's not really moving the plot forward to the end. Um, if you find it, um, a scene that doesn't meet any of these criteria, um, you may need to cut it. Now, it may be a lovely scene, but if it's not essential to the plot, it has to go. Your readers will thank you. I know it's really difficult to cut out something that you've spent hours working on, but you can always keep it in a file for another story. <laughs> OK, I hope these uh, tips you found helpful. Um, again, if you want to hop over to writeforareason.com, there's lots more free writing tips for you there. So thanks for listening. Um, 
There's lots more resources and encouragement on the Write for a Reason website to help you write excellent, relevant, fun novels and get them into your readers' hands. If you haven't done my free course, Gripping Beginnings, feel free to sign up and start immediately. And this will help you grip your readers from the very first page of your story. So don't put it off. Today is a gift to use wisely. Only you can write your book. And if you've been called to write, someone's waiting for it. Okay, I'll see you again next time. Bye for now.